Hello, I'm Bishop Shane Parker, and this is ADO on the Move for Saturday, June 20th, 2020. podcast, which is a production of the Anglican Diocese of Ottawa. I say that because some people are wondering what ADO stands for. Well, ADO stands for the Anglican Diocese of Ottawa, and it's my pleasure as bishop to travel through the diocese, connecting with people and connecting people with one another. Today I'll be traveling down to the southwestern part of our beautiful diocese, deep into Lanark County, I'll be speaking with the folks at St. James Parham, which suffered a terrible fire last week. I'll also be speaking with my old friend Margaret Lemaire towards the end of the show, and I'm sure you'll find that to be a special treat. But first, I'm going to take you to Smith's Falls, the parish of St. John the Evangelist, where I'm going to speak to some folks about their food justice ministry called Meals on the Go. So I'm here in the courtyard of St. John the Evangelist in Smith Falls, and with me is Canon Catherine Aska and Dan and Virginia Willis. And it's good to see you all today. Nice to see you. Nice well, to now, Dan and Virginia, I understand you've been involved in a food ministry since the pandemic unfolded. Yes. How did you get into that? Well, we started, we started doing um, community dinners uh, when we started here. And well, when I started here, <laughs> and um, when this when everything closed down, I, I also volunteer at one of the schools for breakfast. I make breakfast for three days a week, and I just know that it was a need. There was mm-hmm. a need in our community yeah. to make sure these kids and seniors got fed. And I came to Catherine and said, "We need to do something," and we talked about it and decided to. To do what began as a grab and go, where people could just come, grab it and go, right? And um, within what a couple of weeks, we decided just delivery. So yes. that's what we did. Uh, my experience of Ken and Catherine Aska, when you go to her and say we need to do something, usually it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it happens really good. So. It happens really good. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So Dan, what's your part in the production of food here? I'm the heavy lifter. The heavy lifter. <laughs> That's great. Carry things up and down the stairs. Up and down the stairs. Good for you. So you, you've got a fitness program going as well as a, a food ministry here. Yeah, That's... everybody else has gained 15 pounds during the pandemic. <laughs> the the COVID-15, not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also on vegetable detail. <laughs> vegetable <laughs> detail. He knows how to peel carrots. Yeah. Um, Ken and Catherine, how would you describe uh, how things have changed in Smith Falls during the pandemic? Um, well... Interesting. I, I don't know how much it has changed. Obviously, people are staying in and people are staying close together, but there's a large number in our community for whom um, staying in is not really uh, practical. And so the pandemic really hit them hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be areas, um, sort of an ad hoc drop in center that was on the verge of closing and closed immediately upon. Um, upon the pandemic announcement and other places like Tim Hortons and that kind of thing. Mm. 
where folks that don't have really good housing, really comfortable housing, um, would spend places to go, lots of time, yes. and, you know, in community with you know with each other, and so that all came to a grinding halt. Yeah. Um, we weren't able to fix that, obviously, because they still couldn't congregate. But um, you got to be a little bit more familiar with with some of them. Yes. Yeah. So, Virginia, are you going out to actually deliver the food as well? No, I don't go out to deliver it. Um, You're inside. I, Catherine, we have eight drivers. Okay. Some of them. 16. 16. Groups, but 16 drivers. Okay, yeah, every day there's eight, eight routes. Um, we get all the food ready. We start at 9 o'clock, and by 11 o'clock the food's packaged in bags and um, separated for each route, and okay. they, they start picking them up. At and 11. how many people are receiving meals from you? Uh, well, tomorrow there'll be 161. On the weekdays, there's 162. It has went up to about 168. Yes. Yeah, but some people are, are you know, they, they've gotten mm -hmm. where they can deal for themselves. So relative to the size of the population of Smith Falls, that, that's a large number of people yeah. that you're yeah. serving. And are you doing this every day? Um, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Yeah. So you're part of a network then of other people. Yeah, there's... And, uh, Trinity Church that does it on Tuesday, uh, St. Vincent de Paul does it on Wednesday, and then um, Friday is uh, Salvation Army, and then on Saturday I believe it's a teacher's group that okay. goes to Trinity and puts lunches together. Great. It's great when the church can be part of a collaborative yes. effort with other groups in the community. Sure. So then apart from uh, lugging things up and down the stairs. Is there a nice little community of folks who are preparing the meals? Do you get along well and oh, have some fun? Very much so. Uh, well, we are restricted to having five people in the building. Yes, of course. Up until now, where it's about to grow again. But, um, and we've made an effort to keep groups separate where we can so that if there was some COVID uh, exposure, we wouldn't shut down the program. Right, okay. Um, so you have teams coming in and so on. That's correct. correct. So people yeah. have specific days that they come in and, and they're helping out. So Different bubbles, as they say. Yes. <laughs> very good. Well, thank you very, very much for taking the time to speak with me about your food ministry here in Smith Falls. And uh, I'm so grateful to you. And I hope uh, the COVID-15 loss program continues for, for all of you. <laughs> God bless now. Thanks so much. Thank you. So good to hear how the folks at St. John the Evangelist, Miss Falls, are working with others in the community to meet need at this time. And need, of course, doesn't stop in the middle of a pandemic. And for those who are shut in, those who live precariously, uh, the opportunity to receive human contact, to receive resources, moral support, and other helps along the way remains very, very high. And so it's really, really good that through our community ministries, through the efforts of our parishes and our work as individuals, especially in collaboration with others, is breaking down that barrier of isolation wherever possible and giving uh, support to those in our community, our brothers and sisters who live precariously. Move down the highway a bit now to St. James Parham, for an interview with some folks who have lived in that community for many years and who were deeply shaken by the incident which happened in Parham earlier in the week. So here I am by the side of the road in Parham uh, in the parking lot of this 
tragic site where the Church of St. James burnt to the ground last week. And with me uh, is Anne Graham, who's a warden from the Maberly Lanark side of, of the shared parish of uh, Maberly Lanark and, and Parnham Charbot Lake. And I have Lois Webster with me, who's on the Dias Ontario side of, yes. of this parish. And I also have Mark House, who's with me, who's a lay reader in, in, in Parnham at Charbot Lake. And he, he's a volunteer firefighter who was on the scene of the tragedy last week. So we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, Lois and Anne, talk to me a little bit about how long the two uh, parishes have been working together. Hmm. I think it's about 10 years now. Ten they, years. Yeah, I or actually more. wasn't in more. the parish when we came together. But uh, it's been a wonderful uh, joint ministry sure. with uh, Maberly Lanark and Parham Sharver Lake. Yeah. And, Lois, did you grow up in the area? Um, next town down next since town down. 1951. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here since before I was born. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Railroad runs through uh, your, your town, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You cross the tracks. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Coming, coming from the Ottawa yeah. side. Yeah. And how long have you been in the area, Anne? Well, my roots go right back to when uh, St. Paul's in Lanark is my home church, and okay. I was actually baptized there. But right. But uh, had uh, taught there for many years. Retired, moved to Ottawa for twenty-five, and then luckily came back to Lanark. You came back to paradise. So it's been all my life, really. Yes. We're in a, my grandfather's home that yeah. he bought in 1920. 1920. So it's, a, you know, Lanark is certainly my home. Yeah. Now, the, the Anglican church uh, settlers first came here about 200 years ago, I think. The first church in this area was built. So it's long, long roots, say, of, uh, yeah. of Anglicans being here in this beautiful part of Ontario. Yeah. So, Mark, last week you had a nasty surprise. You want to tell me a bit about it? Well, I was, I was sitting at home, I, uh, I, I just finished my supper, and uh, I, had, I had my pager went off, and when you're a firefighter, when your pager goes off, you you have to get into action. Yeah. I, I grabbed my gear, I, I put it on, and when you put that gear on, you basically become a different person yes. when you put that gear on. Anyway, I the, the call came in as a... Uh, well, at first, the way I heard, we heard it was, uh, I didn't hear anything about a, uh, we heard it was, it, was, it was a burn complaint. Yeah. But that's not the first thing I heard. I heard there was gunshots. That's a different dimension to things, isn't it? And I wondered, well, why why are they calling us in if there's gunshots? Yeah. And that's a police matter. But but I, I don't fault the authorities, the police, the, we as firefighters, when we did what we could, I don't fault the police what I would have. They, I mean, they were here to do a job, and they did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, Unfortunately, we could not do anything. When I arrived on scene, I heard gunshots when, mm-hmm. I, when I arrived on scene. Uh, but uh, I was farther back, farther back down the road, but, but I could hear shots. I could see smoke. Mm-hmm. But we had a... Eventually, when we were able to come down to the store to up here uh, to, to survey the situation, they came and got me because I knew the outline of the church mm-hmm. because my guys were thinking of going in yes. to see if they could save mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. 
But uh, unfortunately, uh, we did not know where the shooter was. Mm-hmm. The gunshots had went. Uh, the shooter somehow evaded it. But, but we didn't know where he was until the police had searched every house. Sure. So you had to watch as your church burnt down, yeah, basically. Yeah, we, we, we were... How did you feel inside when that was happening? Well, I've been my church all my life. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been there ever since I was baptized here. What, what year were you baptized, Mark? I was 55. Yes, it's a long time. And long I, uh, well, my dad, it was my dad's church. Mm-hmm. At his parents, so, back a lot of years. So, yeah. my family has been a big part of this church yes. all my life. So, thank, thanks, Mark, for telling that difficult story, and thanks for being a first responder. You know, uh, it's guys like you who doesn't matter what kind of pandemic's going on, you're on the scene right away, and really grateful to you for that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, Lois, how has the parish been rallying together since the fire? Well, I don't know. They've had a lot of calls. I, I finally looked on on email, and there was somebody from Ottawa had a call, uh, had a message, and one from Gravenhurst. Yes, from all over. People are concerned, wanting to support you. Calls and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I know that you know from from our end of the parish, we're really concerned about. The church, the people, Lois especially, who I oh. know is, is the heartbeat. The heartbeat. I'm the troublemaker. <laughs> Heartbeats and troublemakers usually go together, in my experience. That's good. That's good. That's, uh, Keep that us on our toes. Certainly, our prayers have been with them. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, just, just a tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Such a shame. For sure. Nothing we can do. So whether it's a fire or whether it's a pandemic, the first thing is the people, right? That's Taking right. care of one another, and for you, Mark, making sure everybody and everything is safe. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, that, that was our main priority that for night. Sure. Uh, we safety, uh, yeah. and as I say, the police, the police did a remarkable job. Yes. Uh, Hard for them to come on the scene, not really knowing what's going on, eh? Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 It was scary. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Scary and heartbreaking, as you say, to watch so much of your own personal history and the history of the community go up in flames. But Yeah, it was, for me, it was personal. Yeah, I bet it was. It was personal. Very, even though when you put your uniform on, you become a different person, your heart is still there, yeah, eh? And yeah. your feelings are still there, yeah. for sure. Well, we are people of the resurrection, and when we see horrible destruction, we know that God's hope is indestructible, and we we live on that, and we we help one another feel that wherever we can by reaching out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so grateful to you three for taking taking time with me today to share something of the story of your parish, and to you, Mark, for telling us your personal experience of uh, what happened here last week in, in Parham. And may God bless each of you as you continue to minister together and lift one another up and stay connected during these pandemic days. Thanks so much. Thank you for being with us. My pleasure. June 21st is National Indigenous Peoples Day in our country. And I asked my old friend, Margaret Lemaire, who is a Cree woman, to share some thoughts with us on the occasion of that day. Margaret, I don't want to take a lot of your time right now. Okay. I'll take, I'll take your time some other time, but not right now. Um, <laughs> Margaret, 
Say what you would like the people of our diocese to be thinking about as we celebrate National Indigenous Peoples Day. Say what I want people to think about. They could think about me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think in our at our time, like right now, I think the important thing is um, educating people about the history of our Indigenous people, and at the same time, take into consideration the uh, racism that we are facing. We don't um, probably experience it with as much at least I find, it's not as much as years before, or I have been immune to it, but it shouldn't be the case. Um, I think um, one incident I had, and it's been on my mind, just before the COVID, I did a little story with my granddaughter at their school, and my grandson, um, they're t- grades two and four. They're in a French school. My granddaughter read the French part of the story, and I read the Cree part. That that was really good. It turned out okay. But then I find out a while later, um, my grandson, who is the younger one, experienced some kind of uh, racism. Mm. He mentioned to me that uh, this boy has been bullying him. And we dug into it, and he says he's saying things about the indigenous people. And I think he was experiencing it, the fact that his grandmother was indigenous, Mm -hmm. and I had gone. And um, I says, wow, great, too. My goodness. So I think, but overall, I think the kids were happy. You know, they were asking questions and and um, quite happy to impart that information with them. And the questions that they were asking were really good. So you, you felt so. Some... I think in educating general public or even within our our groups I think that's the important thing well thank you very much grandmother Margaret (laughs) okay (laughs) and um, Margaret could could you say a short prayer for our church in Cree okay I'll say the grace Jesus Christ Amen. Thank you, Grandmother Margaret. I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye now. God bless. Okay, bye. And that's ADU on the Move for this week. Sound editing was by Nicholas Piper, heart music by Gordon Johnson, and technical assistance by Heidi Fawcett. May the gentle peace of Christ be with you and those you love on earth 
and in heaven. God bless and talk soon.